does not compute, does not compute, does not compute. Sean, what do you call a pirate droid? Argo. Arborist. Oh, oh, so close. <laughs> so close. Arg 2D2. <laughs> You were so close. It was. What? It, what? It that was makes so... no sense, Bill. Explain your joke. Well, R two D two is a droid uh, from Star Wars. Okay, R2-D2. what was the question? What do you call a pirate droid? Oh, pirate. I thought you said. I thought you said pirate, pirate druid. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you were so. No wonder. Well, you know, our theme today is artificial intelligence and poetry, and okay. how do the two ever uh, do meet in the middle? You know, do the ever the two ever meet? So in the the, the uh, say say your joke one more time. I'm what sorry, you, I'm yeah, behind the tongue. Absolutely. What do you call a pirate droid? Droid. Okay. So droid. see, D-R-O-I-D. It's short for android, I believe. We we're, we're very much in contrast here. We're mm-hmm. we're talking about because I thought your uh, joke was about uh, an arborist, a druid, <laughs> and you were. T- <laughs> and you're talking about androids. Androids so, and. Mm-hmm. There right. we go. Arc, uh, arc to D two. We're we're done. Yeah, we're done. That's we're, that's it. That's all we thanks, had to say th- about th- this topic. Thanks for listening, folks. See y'all next time. <laughs> People are like, wow. People are driving, thinking, I think I just slipped through that or had a seizure or something. Um, no, no, that you know, that was that was done my, and dusted. Yep, done and dusted. But yeah, this is a little bit of a of a different podcast because I. I sort of kicked this theme around. It was brought up to me by uh, uh, my partner, Rob, and you kind of liked the idea, and we are kind of picking it up and carrying it as best we can yes. to the finish line. Yes, because like you say, your guy, Rob, he sent me this article, and he was talking about it, and it was from the New York Post, and it was called, Professor Catches Student Cheating with Chat GPT. Quote, I feel abject terror. <laughs> that's what the professor said. Ab- oh my, that's that, that, that's Jake scary. Terror. So this yeah. was just extremely recent. It was December twenty sixth article by Alex Mitchell. So uh, he had the idea, or you had the idea. Yeah, Rob let's, had the let's idea. Let's talk about Rob AI. Had the idea. Let's talk about artificial mm-hmm. intelligence because, and poetry. Because uh, to preface a little bit, poetry to me is unlike other forms of artificial intelligence generated. Uh, uh, products or, products yeah. or writing mm-hmm. it is so humanly based so mm-hmm. emotional so emotionally based I thought how in the world can you ever you know uh, generate uh, uh, fabricate uh, words that are meaningful that people will resonate mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, that, will resonate with people that have a poetic truth to them mm-hmm. because that is why we turn to poetry is because we feel like there are some kind of philosophical uh, truth, some sort of thing to be discovered on a subjective level that we're not finding anywhere else. Right. So, yeah, how mm-hmm. can a computer create that for people? Because everything is becoming or, or attempting to become so automated, mm-hmm. you know, from automobiles to going to the grocery store now. Everything is self-paced and automated, and you do. You know, you don't uh, – children don't learn – cursive writing in that in that in the loss of that uh skill i find a lot of creativity 
slips away personally. Yeah. Yeah. Printing I, is a little automated to me. Cursive is more organic and more. Mm -hmm. It shows even the uh, cursive writing signature will show personality, I think, oftentimes. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That was a great word you used with that, Bill, when you said organic to, to writing cursive. Because it is, that's of the body, you know. Mm -hmm. That is something that uh, talks about our autonomy and our in integrity as, as human beings. And I don't, you know, it's not highfalutin to connect that to the simple fact of writing in cursive. Writing in general, I don't have any data whatsoever, not even R2-D2, to, uh, <laughs> to, to support this. But mm -hmm. I really do think that whenever we get totally away from writing with a pen or a pencil or a crayon whether it be print or cursive we're going to lose a uh, essential thing that makes us human i just feel like we're going to lose it and um, i i could be like i said i have no data no data it it's just be an totally in, in, wrong. intrinsic it's feeling it's just a feeling that mm -hmm. i have mm -hmm. because that's how I learned to love words, you know, was it wasn't just looking at them on a page, although mm -hmm. that was a big part of it. It was writing them. And don't you think, um, I, I remember saying, man, you have a beautiful signature. You have beautiful handwriting. Mm -hmm. And it was a form uh, of, of pride for a lot of students. Mm -hmm. To And I, I used to have nice handwriting. As, as we age, <laughs> it sort of declines. And, and when you do, when you are proud of the letters that you can print, with your own hand, with a pen or a pencil or crayon, like I said, whatever it may be, then there's more care taken mm -hmm. in the actual words you're putting on mm -hmm. the page, too. It just It seems like if you're just sitting at a keyboard, of course you're going to have care in, in what you're typing, but it's not on the same level. You don't have as much invested in it, just pushing your finger against a keyboard as you do holding a pen and writing a word. Yeah, I don't understand why students uh, or the education system thinks students cannot. They just don't need to learn um, cursive writing. I don't understand that. I guess you know? it's just this sense of you know we can type everything nowadays. That is true, but you know it's it, it's. I think that the brain is a very uh, expansive organ. Mm -hmm. It can learn lots of things, and it isn't like you know if we can play Candy Crush for seven hours, and I think we can learn <laughs> cursive writing. I, I, I didn't mean to mention a game. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I find it interesting. We were at a, we were the at views a, in this show are not necessarily it, true. I'm not sorry. I, I didn't mean to mention that. But uh, we were at we were, I was at your family's Christmas function, and a young person at, at, at there uh, at the uh, you know luncheon said that uh, they didn't know how to uh, write in cursive. And yeah, he's and I fifteen and 16, I 16, I found that yeah. startling. And but I think it's true for going to be true for my nieces and nephews also. Right. You know, they're not uh, unfortunate. I'm, I may teach them myself mm -hmm. to practice cursive. Mm -hmm. I remember the the lines and the dots and so forth. But um, phonics. Just a practical measure. You aren't always going to have something to type on right in front of you. And almost always, I guess you will if you got a phone. But what if your phone goes dead? I don't know. But you don't always have something to type on. And so sometimes you, you do need to write. Mm -hmm. And it's writing in cursive is much quicker than writing in print. Right. And on that same note, back in the 80s, hooked on phonics. Big thing, big thing. <laughs> hooked on phonics. Be intelligible. Understand. That is fine. You sound great. You, you, you read the sentence perfectly. Now tell me what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Not a clue. But you sounded good saying it. 
that's what a lot of this controversy is over AI and poetry is too, is what, you know, that, that deeper meaning, the uh, experience that is behind the poem. How can a computer, an algorithm, whatever it is, uh, replicate that? Yeah. Um, but the initial article that, that Rob sent us, and, and I mentioned already the New York Post article, I, I this is... You know, it's probably one of the reasons I quit teaching. I, I taught high school and college for many, many years, and uh, it just, you get to a point where you get tired of trying to always think that someone is uh, cheating. Policing <laughs> policing your students yeah. is something that could be incredibly tiresome. Yeah. And uh, wondering, is this your original work? Is it plagiarized? Mm-hmm. Is it um, certainly... Uh, I, that would be exhausting. Yeah. Well, and I had taught classes, too. I remember teaching a literature class. It was just an intro lit class, so there was all kinds of people in it. And the only writing that we did, the only thing that I took for a grade was done in class and handwritten. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's you couldn't type good. it either. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that that can work sometimes. But also the part of... Uh, especially college, well, high school too, is to develop your critical thinking skills, and you you need a little time to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's really not uh, fair to make everything that you do, everything that their, their grade is based on, something that they've written in the time situation mm-hmm. inside the classroom. So. But, but so more power to the professors and certainly. teachers out there who are going to be dealing with this. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Put those phones <laughs> down. Watch those phones. It's a, it's a computer in your hand. Abject, yeah. Abject terror. Ter- abject terror. <laughs> well, on this, on this subject, um, I entered in some words in an AI um, uh Site and it said it would make a it would come up with a poem for me. Right. So let's get to our, let's get our to topic it. about poetry, poetry here on Wacky Poem Wacky Life, poem where life. we come to you every week. And and and, and I forget who you are <laughs> from the rural Oklahoma what is your Museum name? of Poetry. And right. I am Sean. I am Bill. Lest we forget, <laughs> forgive us. We get we got really sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> Ten minutes in, and that's all right. And we'll ter- that's tell all right. Who we are? If yeah. this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, this is not what it is usually. Not usually. <laughs> this is a little uh, segue. Yeah. A little side road not to say this is okay keep listening you you will enjoy it I this guess. is the road less traveled and that will make all the difference <laughs> um, um, but normally we take a poem that someone has written here in the museum impromptu and left on the on the walls or the table or wherever it might be and uh, we talk about it for 30 minutes and talk about all kinds of things poetry and get off track and all that good stuff uh, right the, the, we get really off track but yeah it, and the 30 minutes passes really fast and we're like oh we're over just slightly <laughs> but every once in a while maybe we'll do an episode like this we'll see how it goes certainly, certainly. Uh, where we just talk about something that has to do with poetry uh in general or you know some specific topic around it not necessarily a a poem for the museum mm-hmm. yeah so I interrupted you. No, no, that's fine. That's what we needed. We needed the. I needed the interruption. <laughs> to go back you know, in time. We, we need to define the parameters of this program. Um, but you sound like a computer defining the parameters. <laughs> define the parameters. Of this um, watch that show watch about. It, uh, it's about them damn computers. <laughs> you know, gonna rule the world one of these days, like plastics. What's AI? AI, artificial intelligence. Which, you know, Artificial insemination? In, uh, close, Blanche, <laughs> but not quite. But isn't that an ox- kind of an oxymoron? oxymoron? Artificial yeah. intelligence. Intelligence artificial. See, now, but that's the thing. We could talk about that a little bit. What do we mean by intelligence? Intelligence. Oh, that's a whole, that's mm-hmm. a whole kind of worms right there. You know, how do you define intelligence? 
versus creativity. Yeah. Well, see that I found this other article I really like. It was on uh, the MIT Press Reader. It's called Can AI Write Authentic Poetry? And the writer is a cognitive psychologist and poet, Keith Hollyoke. And uh, so one of the things he said in the article was he was defining intelligence. And he, he said it had to do with learning functions. It's one way I'm really simplifying this. And the fact that, you know, a computer can win a chess game mm-hmm. and has, you yes, know, yes. defeated the, mm-hmm. the best human players in the world. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of intelligence mm-hmm. in a droid. Yes. Because it has learned the functions it has and, learned. The, and the necessary skills to but win to me, a chess, but that's not but that's math, But that's mathematical right. in my mind. Right. right. That is a mathematical – chess is, to me, and I'm not a player, is almost a mathematical equation. Mm-hmm. But that's some intelligence, it isn't, right? Oh, it's, okay. I, absolutely. I feel like it's intelligence. Certainly. Okay. Right. Certainly. Um, this uh, website, you, you chose three, quote, muses, unquote, uh, uh, well-known poets whose style you liked. And then you threw in words, and they threw out a poem. Oh. And the words I threw in, I, I'm all in winter and woods and all that. I love this time of year, more even, or less, more or less, except for last week. Even though right now it's December 29th and 29th, it's 70 degrees. It's 70 last degrees week it was here. Eight, last week it was 18 or 20 below zero. <laughs> Nothing like a boomerang effect. You know, people are running around sick all over the place, you know, from all of this. But I threw in a jumble of words. Okay. And I, I, this is what I chose three poets' styles, and they it threw this back at me. Okay. The words are ice, branches, covered, chickadee, fox, snow, sleep, spring, red, white. I thought these are words that remind me of, of this time of mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. One of these poems was generated by the computer. One of them was written by a human. And I'd like you to tell me which oh. one you think might be which is oh, which. No. Oh, no. no. Okay. This is, there's no grade. There's no, <laughs> no grade yet. I lose my poet credentials. Okay. Uh, the first one is, let me think which one. Do, I, I, I want to do one of these first. Here we go. <clears throat> a flame flashes bright in the field. Red fox in white snow, cardinal and chickadee sound alarm. Ice-covered branches, unaware of events unfolding below, sleep until spring. That was poem number one based upon this jumble of words. Poem number two based upon this jumble of words I put in there are, to say with the measure of her family, or sink into the evening without a sea, like lightning on an ocean, silent. I was confused <laughs> because one of these poems, it seems like it didn't get the assignment correctly. <laughs> I could be wrong. So um, uh, one of them I feel like was more successful. I feel like more was more, might be more successful than the other. I'm not sure. More successful based on the guidelines you gave. Based on the guidelines. The first one followed the guidelines. The second right. one didn't. The first one, the first one was written by a human. Mm-hmm. The second one was artificially AI generated mm-hmm. based upon these words. Okay. So That's I th- what I was going to guess. Okay. I'm sorry. I, and I, I was going to guess that because that second one, read the first line of that second one again. Or sink into the evening without a sea. No. What? 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 That's not, you know. Um, <laughs> Rhetorically... You know, syntactically, those words are in the correct order in terms of nouns and adjectives and whatnot. But. It's a lovely, tragic image, I suppose. 
Maybe not. That, that was a little bit of a. That was a. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the comic strip that that the penguin was always doing or the, or the cat was like <laughs> oh yeah it was like Calvin and Hobbes no 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 it was it was like the, the Bill ping, the cat the penguin the penguin oh, okay. there was a penguin and but Bill would always make Bill, remember Bill Bill remember like, those yeah, uh, yes. faces he would make was that in Calvin and Hobbes Calvin was that that was the tiger Calvin and Hobbes was a was a okay was I'm thinking a, of something else. Will, will, someone will correct us on that <laughs> um, Anyway, I think what's happening here is uh, it's definitely an evolution. This is nowhere near, I think, what – you know, this is in the early mm-hmm. stages. Um, I don't quite see the point of, 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 of people throwing in – you know, saying, oh, I want to send a, a, a nice note to my beloved, and I'm going to put these words in a – and send it into AI, and it'll send it back, and mm-hmm. that'll be my feelings. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be my thought. Yeah. It's like, what was the movie where the guy had the big nose and he was writing poetry for the Cyrano. guy? Cyrano. Roxanne? Bergerac. Oh, okay, Cyrano yeah. de Bergerac. Roxanne, then. Roxanne was uh-huh. one of the movies. Uh-huh. Poetry is powerful when, it, when, when, it's, when it's done. As, as most guys, if you would know, poetry, most women <laughs> love a, a natural poet. And you, you know, like know? what you said a while ago, if you're trying to find a, a poem for someone and you're like throwing words in a generator, you know what people enjoy? You know this because you're a person, people out there listening to us. What you want from a loved one is something that just comes from their heart. And in terms of poetic uh, writing, if you're not a poet and you want to write something that, that touches a, a loved one, write about a, a memory, an experience with them. You don't have to go into great detail. Just give them a little picture of it. Just give them a little thought of, you know, what happened in that moment with this other person. And um, that's it. That's the gift yeah, right dropped- there. It draws the connection together. Yeah. It we makes it we really personal. We don't want computer-generated no. poetry. I we really, don't want Hallmark verses that, you know, all you do is sign your name to. No. Right. I, I, I can't see this ever becoming a thing, you know. Um, I, I Again, again, but I'm, I'm of a certain age, so. <laughs> well, let, let me go back to this, this article then by uh, Keith Hollyoak. Because one of the things that I was trying to find a, a way of explaining, I mean, I have my own thoughts about it, but I wanted to see what, you know, some experts out there had to say about what is authentic poetry and how come a machine can't, can't write it. And he makes a great point about that the source of authentic poetry is inner experience. And a computer has no inner experience. It has no consciousness. And so it can't, it has, you know, it can generate content and it can deal with things of matter, but it doesn't have the thing that we, I think, actually go to poetry to find. Yeah. Which is what I said while ago the subjective poetic truth of an experience that we're wanting acknowledgement of or an explanation of or just um, enjoyment of. Yes, yes. I think it's um, indicative of of society in general. Like I said a while back at one of the podcasts, I'll walk into an airport. I don't travel often, but and back in the 80s, back when I was young, uh, I'd walk in an airport and I would hear chatter. <laughs> I would hear chatter. I'd hear conversation. Uh-huh. Now we have computers in our hands. Silence if, is everyone deafening. is looking down. <laughs> you get a group of young people together, and oftentimes it's uh, phone time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I had, were to have a family and, and we had dinner, I would be like, "Put those phones away. We're going to talk. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk to me. Yeah, I'll make you talk." 
Yeah, and well, and that brings me, Bill, to the whole point of of why I created this museum, mm-hmm. the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, ten years ago, in my dad's old machine shop out where we live, a couple of miles uh, west of this little town in northeastern Oklahoma. Is that I wanted to provide people. Our mission still says partly uh, to provide people with an experience of poetry. It, it also says to to have fun with words. You know, to to develop. Uh, wordplay and uh, literacy, but to provide an experience of poetry, an inner experience. Mm-hmm. And so it was incredibly hands-on. Uh, there was no tech whatsoever. We didn't even have air conditioning or heat in that building. There was mm-hmm. a wood-burning stove and mm-hmm. and fans and things like that. Because that's what, to me, um, a poetry is about. It's in, like an inner... Holly Hoke says in this article, it's an inner experience that's shaded by accumulative memories over a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's what the special thing is about poetry. Yeah. Inner experience shaded by accumulative memories over a lifetime. Now, how in the hell is a computer ever going to be able I to can't see do it. that? I can't see it. And speaking <laughs> of your first poetry museum, um, you, you speak about it often, and, and I, 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 I catch it. I, and this is a this museum here is wonderful. I want people to come and write and leave and so forth. Mm-hmm. But that place had a special, uh, really significant special place in your heart because mm-hmm. it was your incarnation, first incarnation come to life mm-hmm. uh, of the, of your poetry museum. And as primitive as you say it was, there was something really yeah uh, genuine uh, about it. Uh, so it, it it sort of links to 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 our topic today. Being yes. genuine. Yeah. Yes, that's why I was thinking when you first proposed this, I was like, okay, we can talk about that. But, you know, it didn't hit on anything specific mm-hmm. in me. And then I I realized um, I, this is why I started <laughs> this is why I started the museum. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not a total Luddite, you know. I use technology all the time. Here we are, a podcast. I'm using technology. And I don't see anything wrong with it. But stay away from my Frickin' poetry. <laughs> I don't, okay. why are, Sean, why are there boxing gloves on this table? I would just bring up the topic. <laughs> Here's a great quote from a Holly Oak article. I, you all should go and read this if you have any interest in this topic at all. Like I said, it's on the MIT Press Reader, and it's very current, too. It was posted on December 7th. It's called Can AI Write Authentic Poetry? He says... Um, On the way to poetry, quote, on the way to poetry, we were forced to go further and dive into the murkiest depths of the philosophy of mind. What about understanding, emotion, consciousness? Can these aspects of the human mind, all arguably central to poetry and other art forms, be given a strictly functional definition? No. No, I would say not. Um, And then he goes a little bit farther down, quote, but the aspect of consciousness that seems most important, the phenomenal sense of a rose being red, the night sky overwhelming, a loss heartbreaking has so far defied scientific understanding. Mm -hmm. And he said that's the, quote, intractable problem. That's the that's the problem of people 
believing that a computer can replicate poetry. No, the intractable, intractable problem of that issue is that a computer doesn't have consciousness. Yeah. And why do we have to make everything so easy? <laughs> why do we have to make everything? You don't need to be a poet. Just throw these words in there. Let it do for, why does, you know, you don't have to write. You don't have to do uh, cursive writing. You don't have to uh, just take a phonics course. You don't have to understand what, mm-hmm. you're, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the grocery store and, you know, um, bag your own stuff. You don't have to have a conversation with the cashier. You can just go in and out and, not, and, and have, be, it'll, be, it'll be communicationless. <laughs> I don't understand why everything. I kind of like that one, though, Bill. <laughs> there are times when I when I do like it, but let me tell you something on the, on that. I keep sub- my head down when I'm in the grocery store. I don't want to see anyone. I, I know. Don't well, talk in, to in this town, it's like the post office. It's going to be a while if you see someone. But on that subject of grocery stores, if you want to get my ire up, and I'm at a self checkout, you just and, and you're you're one of the cashiers. You just come up behind me and monitor my checking it out because I'm going to turn to you and say, "Would you like to?" To, to check out my items, you know, if you want to stand there and watch me, because you're welcome to do that. That happened yesterday. I was like, I'm not going to steal these wax blocks, but you know what? If you'd like to count them, you know, quit standing behind me looking over my shoulder. I'm, you know, I'm already, I'm already taking care of your job. But you know, I, Would di- I digress. You like I digress. Would you to input my grocery yeah. items into your computer system? And then, and then after, after that happened, I went to exit, and there was a little lady wanting to look at my receipt in my, oh my bag God. and I said trust me I've already been monitored <laughs> and I kind of did, I did a little bit of it I thought what are they going to do stop me you know I thought enough is enough I, I was tired I didn't. enough is enough enough is enough people enough. Um, We're done. Sean, what did the, why did the robot marry his girlfriend? <laughs> oh, no. He's coming after I'm me coming with after the you. jokes this time. Why did the robot marry his girlfriend? She was uh, particularly programmable in Ooh, the moment. That's that's a close. That's close, because he couldn't resist her. Resist her. <laughs> took, took me a while. <laughs> apparently, I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> apparently I'll robots have resistors, <laughs> like a transistor radio resistor, resistor. So, but I'm but robots. Mm-hmm. Robots. Do, do you remember the robot on Lost in Space? Vaguely, I didn't really watch that show when I was young. Uh, two robots stand out. Uh, one one was more uh, well known than the other. C three PO mm-hmm. from Star Wars. I remember the Jetsons robot, the house cleaner. Oh, uh, what was her name? Rosie. Mm-hmm. Rosie. <laughs> but the two robots that stand out are the Lost in Space and C three PO. Love them. Two of the Nelliest. Acting robots. What? Nelly, Nelly Bells. Oh. You know, uh, Queeniest, you know, like, oh my God, oh my, oh my, oh my, what are we going to do? You know, just, oh dear, oh dear, what shall we do? R2D2. It was so, I I have, I look back and I thought, why did those entertain me so much? Because they were gay robots. Probably. So they were so so entertaining. And that's a whole other subject. Oh no, we're going to do do an episode of gay robots. How do you give a robot sexual orientation? <laughs> you know. Anyway, well, well, have you ever seen that Woody Allen movie Sleeper? I've heard of Sleeper, but I've not seen. I've not seen Sleeper. Back in the day, before we learned how big asshole he was, that was. I really loved that movie. It was really funny. Yeah, yeah. But I probably can't appreciate it anymore. It's tainted. It's tainted, <laughs> yeah. right? Tainted. His conclusion. Okay, Hollyog's conclusion in in this article is um, something I wanted to mention too. Actually. Let me mention this uh, because I love this this uh, illustration 
that he has uh, because he says there are some AI researchers who think that machines are going to acquire consciousness at some point. They're going to reach a, um, a certain level of complexity that's, that we might consider consciousness. But then he says, here's a quote, which is more complex, the Internet, including every computer attached to it, or the brain of a frog? The Internet, I would say. And which is more likely to have some sort of inner experience? The Internet or the frog? The Internet, I would think. I'll put my money on the amphibian. Oh, no, oh, inner experience. Oh, inner experience. Of inner course. Experience. Of course. Yeah. With all the variables and all of the um, yeah. l- being alive, mm-hmm. experiential. So mm-hmm. it's, again, that complexity versus authenticity. Mm-hmm. Complexity versus an inner experience or mm-hmm. consciousness. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And then in your poems, you know, that came out of your little poem generated there, mm-hmm. I think, show us that that difference, too. Yes. Because the person that was created by a human, read that one again, would you? Yes. Yes. A flame flashes bright in the field. Red fox in white snow. Cardinal and chickadee sound alarm. Ice-covered branches, unaware of events unfolding below. Sleep until spring. Yeah. So it's it gives you me more of an image, and I yeah I tried to yeah. Yeah, it definitely has more of an image. It shows some experience. That. It shows some a sense of the human consciousness of how things are connected to one another. I'm not sure that a computer can generate those kind of human connections or the way that our minds work metaphorically Mm -hmm. i mean i know that there are things out there where you can go right now if you are a big cheating cheater 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 cheater. plagiarist right and you can even find metaphor generators like that senator from new york which whose name (laughs) shall be not be mentioned i've just chaps my a double but you can find i mean the rhyming dictionaries and the things like that have been around forever but metaphor generators Mm -hmm. When we get to the point where we have to go find, use a computer to generate a metaphor mm-hmm. for us, we're, you, we're, you've lost it. We're going to need to be spoon-fed. Yeah, it's not, fed. it's not going to be a good point. Yeah. Plus, what was the point? I mean, what's the point of writing poetry? Yeah. None, actually, this article really doesn't talk about that, and neither does the other one. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really mentioned that. Why do you write poetry? Yeah. I just wonder. Yeah. I'm asking you. Oh, I'm sorry. Why do I? Because, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was ready to. I, I, because I want to evoke a feeling in my listener. I, I want to evoke a community. A, 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 a but can't you do that with other kinds of writing? Um, it takes a little longer in other kinds of writing. Yes, you can. Oh, you can. If you, if you were to take the time to author a book, perhaps, um, or a short story. But poetry is, is like a quick dart. To else to someone to someone else's heart or their or existence or there to, you go. to me you just it, made a metaphor to explain that okay it's a quick dart quick dart it's yeah. much of a linear path mm-hmm. um, so there's something in that I, speed. I gestured I also gestured with <laughs> my pen that was my dart he's about to stick me <laughs> it's a good thing there's we got quite a bit of room across this table right here or I'd be I'd be a goner. <laughs>
Not only am I sinking she in my chair, not by only pen. am I sinking in my chair, but I'd have a hole in my heart. <laughs> you know, somebody's going to feel sorry for me at some point and get me a decent chair for this uh, studio, don't you think? Yes, and have it in a big red bow in the front by the front door when you come in one morning. <laughs> Hint. Okay, but the question I asked was, why do you mm. write poetry? Okay, you write a poem for a different reason than for why you you write prose. Okay, so if you're just going to go and sit down at a computer and you want a computer to write a a poem for you, okay, whatever. But you're missing the entire point of the occasion of writing the poem. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it is going back to you know what you were saying about the human missing out on the. The human connections. We are we are failing ourselves as humans when we decide that we're going to let a machine do something that would really enrich our lives. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not talking about you know walking everywhere because you don't want to use a car to drive. Right. You know it's not that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but making the choice to have something outside yourself generate uh, an experience that. You could generate with inside yourself is that's such a waste. Mm-hmm. Such and this a waste. and and you this coming from you who is uh, poetry is a large part of your life. You know that it's uh, it, it is really, a large. It, part. it strikes a chord. <laughs> you know if you're going to circumvent the process, that really probably strikes a chord um, a, a sour chord with you. Uh-huh. So well, I mean this whole topic makes me think a bit about why I started writing poetry in the first place. And I've mentioned some of it. It's because I always love wordplay and words and songs and rhythm. And I'm sure that that came from the fact that I was read to all the time when I was a child, that we always had access to books. We always had access to to nursery rhymes and you know, um, we we did jump rope and hopscotch, everything had a song or a poem or a rhyme to it. And and just, you know, some people are probably just more attuned to that. They're mm-hmm. more receptive to that kind of thing in, in their childhood. And it just made me, uh, it just enriched my, my inner life and uh, made me want to, to share that. Mm-hmm. And you import that to your grandgirls and hopefully they will oh, yeah. you know, have that expansion expansive oh, yeah. experience yeah. they love you books know. and the feel of the book mm-hmm. attack the tactile mm-hmm. feel of a book mm-hmm. is still i think really important oh yes the turn, showing, the turn, our, showing the, our age again the turn of the page you know <laughs> um I, I know that we're getting close to our time but you know well, yeah uh, we actually went over we're, it already we're, i'm imagine surprised that, imagine that <laughs> but you know um did we want to talk about the upcoming exhibit, the Outlaws and, and Law We can. Did you, you have know? something else on yes, this topic? Yes, I, I did. Well, on, I had nothing else on this topic. I'd like to hear what other people think about this, you know, of course. Yeah, always. I have, if you all have gone over to our website, if that's where you're listening, or if not, go over there, wackypoemlife.com. What I do, I'm just a very, I don't know what I'm doing with website design at all. You can tell by looking at it. But... I, and I don't even know if this is the right way to do things, but I've been posting our episodes as like blog post where you can comment. And then I've also just posted them on the front page. And so it's in two different places on the website. But if you look at it where it's the blog post, uh, you just click on episodes and go to the post. You can comment there. You can always send us comments to our email, wackypoemlife at gmail.com. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and, and the uh, hosts are always talking about, oh, people are sending us so many messages and emails and whatever. I want some messages and emails. I think they're embellishing. 
I think they're pulling. A, I think they're pulling. What I, I've got a new, I've got a new word for liar. It's called. I think they're pulling a Santos. They're pulling a Santos on on, on you. I believe. But anyway, so yes, comment. Uh, give us your thoughts on this and uh, on on anything uh, mm-hmm. about poetry or or about our episodes, past, present, or future. Future. Now, yeah. in the future, coming up just within the week. We're going to have a new exhibit at the museum. If you're anywhere in the area or you want to get on a plane, not Southwest Airlines, and get here (laughs) and get here and see it, we're going to have this really cool little exhibit called uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. It's about Oklahoma outlaws and law enforcers. Right. And I have a cutout of Belle Star that's already back there in the room. Uh oh, Belle Star. So she'll she'll, your, she'll rope you. You can get your picture taken yeah, with, with Belle Star. Star. So that's Star. gonna we're get that in from we're getting that. Getting we're, it. we're we're gonna getting, get it. We're getting that get new done. exhibit from the Oklahoma History get Center. And I, and if and we'll have it all of January and February. Th- that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. And I hope we get some some poems on. Yes. On that on that dynamic. Yes. And we know. had a poetry contest, which the entries were due yesterday, so they haven't been judged yet. But the winners of that contest will be notified. They wrote about an outlaw or mm-hmm. a law enforcer. And those poems will be on display mm-hmm. in the exhibit, too. And another event coming up uh, in the museum is on January 7th. You're having a book signing and on, reading of your work. On January 7th, so- I'm, I told Bill before we started, you know, I really get tired of people. I've seen everybody else promoting their books and their poetry and whatever, and I don't really ever do it. Well, freaking. Uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'm doing I, I was now. getting ready to do it. <laughs> you know, I was going to have to censor. But um, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I, I got some good books. You're, I think you will enjoy them. It's not like I'm not – this is not a mercy purchase, you know. I really think you will enjoy what I write, even though it's poetry. So – I'm doing a uh, a book signing and reading and sale on January 7th from 3 to 4.30, something like that, here at the museum. Mm-hmm. And if for all of you who've wanted to meet Sean to know who she is and what she's like, this is a great opportunity to come down in. Mm-hmm. I think you're a wonderful author and a wonderful oh, poet. Don't and I, No, I do. Don't I do. Bleed. I do. I'll give you your money as soon as the episode's over. Under the table. <laughs> no, but um, I, you know, I think it would be worth anyone's while in the, to come and, and and it's a wonderful event. And I, I'm going to be here with some champagne and. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we shall celebrate. Yeah, we sure shall. So let us know what you think about doing this sort of episode occasionally in the future, or if you've got a topic you would like us to to talk about, we'll consider that too. If not, we'll probably go back. Maybe we'll have an outlaw poem to discuss next yes, week. Yes, right. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Bye, guys. In poetry.